this problem. Our little computer always keep us on, on, on target here. But as we look at the whole idea of the Lord opening our eyes, we're dealing with improving my life walk in Christ. Let's find in prayer. Father God, how we, uh, when we come this morning, we want to lay all the things aside, unnecessary things aside, and calm our hearts before you, and let you speak to our hearts. We're in a nation, it's not what they're doing that's so troubling. It's what they're not doing that will destroy us. We say we are a nation under God, and in God we trust. And we're doing everything that's counterproductive. Lord, we still have your word that stands through generations, and it will never fail. Help us to get in your word. Help us to, to obey your word. And help us, Lord, to live in a way that will always make you look good. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said. We are, uh, we move now from Ephesians um, uh, 5 to Ephesians uh, 6. And um, Ephesians 6 is a, is a different take here. As we deal with, we have dealt with in the past, we dealt with the husband and wife, their responsibilities, et cetera, et cetera. We dealt with the family. We dealt with the whole idea that um, we are to um, imitate God, children be imitators of God. We, we dealt with what we're supposed to be doing in our personal lives. Uh, we had a heavy hand on the, on the women the last time we spoke. Wives, you know. And of course, the fighting word is submit, okay. And so somatically they've used other words, you know, be subject to the Bible says submit. So I'm gonna use the Bible word, submit. But we went through the whole idea of what the process is and that you're equal in position but you're different in your function. Your submitting does not change you it enhances you and it helps your husband understand how you, you operate. Well, those are a number of classes that we take in that area. But you see, after dealt with being walking and being uh, in the image of God and, and talked about uh, uh, how it, we do that and, and then the husband and wife, now it gets down to the family. And then after the family, it's gonna get to a spiritual warfare. So this morning, for the sake of time, we'll just deal with the fathers. The fathers. Well, this time, it's not talking about the husband and wife. All of a sudden, the camera is on the man, the head of the household, the priest, the provider, the protector, the lover, and servant leader of the relationship. It's on the man. It's the man in the home and the man with children. And that's what we we're walking into this morning. And some things that if the Lord convicts you that you have not done, take a deep breath and say, I'm still living. 
<laughs> okay? <laughs> uh, because I have not seen a perfect dad yet. Okay. Well, with that said, let's go for, forward. Psalms 127. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. The question on the table. Many times when the couple's come in for counseling, I, I ask the question. Uh, we just read the verse. Unless the Lord builds a house, they that build the labors in vain. Okay? Except the, uh, the watchman. Talk about the watchman, but how does God build a house? It, it doesn't say here. Uh, that's a whole new thing about but because there are a number of pillars that, that God sets the home on to make sure that it's, it's sound. And that's why with, with the congregation, I said, as long as I'm in the pulpit, I'll give you some praise, praise principle. Your, your faith, your family, your finances, your fitness, and your friends. Those are the pillars. Don't ever mix them up. Your walk with God, your family, you see, your finances, how you handle your finances, your fitness, how you deal with your health, and then you, who you hang out with. Bad company corrupt good morals. So with that said, we're now looking at family, and now the part is dealing specifically, if we go on to our next slide, the specific uh, thing that we're dealing with is with the children. As we look at our school system and the, child and the children, their curriculum and teaching envi environment is alarming. The children's attitudes and actions mirror the condition in the home. The condition in their homes reflects a tremendous flaw in the structure and function of a Christ-centered household. I, um, Donna and I, we went to Dean uh, School there and we were introducing ourselves and, and I made it very clear. I said, the school's responsibility is to teach children, and we're talking about transferable concepts that will help them in life. That's the bottom line. I said, and we commend you on that. I said, that's one thing that the school cannot do. They cannot change the hearts of the individuals. And that's why we want to come alongside and be with you and get it into the hearts and to the families. Because once you change that, you'll change how the children act at school. And those who are teachers, you know how this Respectful, they can, they can, I've, I've heard the horror stories. But when you look at the children, what have you, it's not that they were born that way per se. It's that the environment that they were taught in, the words that they're learning and everything else comes from the home. So if your house is on fire, where do you put the, the water? On the smoke or on the fire? Please don't say smoke. Let me help you. Please don't say smoke. You put the water on the fire. Get the fire out and the smoke will dissipate. And what we're doing, we're spending a lot of money on a lot of smoke. And individuals are not addressing the serious problem in the home. 
And God has so structured the home that you have the husband and the wife, and they are an unbeatable team. How do I mean by, what do I mean by that? When I say the husband and wife, one, like for instance, you have, you have the button, and then you have this little piece that the button goes in, and it ties the jacket up, okay? And there you have it, and once I tie it back up, once, <laughs> once you do something like that, uh, you become dressed because they're designed to be different, but they're good working together. The, the same way when it comes down to the home. If, after we've talked to the women about being a helpmate and coming alongside and how God used them in a magnificent way and, and giving them the personality and everything else that goes along with that, the next thing that happens is, he says, now fathers, let me talk to you. And he used nine verses to talk to the fathers. And so, as Paul says this, um, the husband and wife must agree and remember the importance of their relationship, being intentional in the process. They need to communicate the reality of their relationship. You are not my enemy, but my friend and participant in our covenant with one another. <laughs> Out of the counseling sessions, Things sometimes get hot between the couples, and they start throwing, throwing, the, throwing the stones left and right. But you didn't, and you didn't, and I had to stop them, and I said, well, okay, let's pause. I said, let's pause for station identification. And I said, since the Word of God says we ought to love our enemies, how much so you ought to love your wife or your spouse? So I said, now I want you to turn to each other and say, you are not my enemy. You're my friend. See, if, that, if that's not clear, the battle goes on. And guess who's watching the battle? Children. And they're put in a position where they have to choose who they will lean toward. Then they're put in a school environment and challenged. And then you expect the child to come out intelligent, well-balanced, and they're the ones that's going into the Senate and, uh, and in Congress, and a lot of them are messed up. And you trace the trail, it goes all the way back down to the fathers in the home. I, I can prove it from scripture, uh, from the, from the, uh, uh, what is the, I think the Maccabee, not Maccabees, uh, Rechabites, I think it is. The Rechabites, I can, uh, I can look at uh, Abraham. I can look at individuals that it always pulled back to the father, the father, the father. And so men, few as you may be, <laughs> that's what we're talking about this morning. I won't be long. And I'll trust the Holy Spirit to make it strong. Let's, let's go to the next up. Thinking it through. Paul addressed the family in chapters 5 and 6. Chapter 5, he addressed the responsibility and function of the husband and wife that must flow in the will of God. Our outline for this morning is, is two parts dealing with the, with the father. With two parts. One is...
Paul addressed three major areas we would observe. Now the two parts we're dealing with is dealing with family. Then we're going to warfare next time we, we meet up. Then we're going to the spiritual realm and all the fights that are going on there. Okay. But right now we want to deal with the family. It says the family, children, parents, requirements for fathers and the labor environment. So let's, let's deal with that. Let's go, with, go right into the verse then. Family parenting requirements for the fathers. Ephesians 6, 1 through 4. And it reads as follows. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Now, I'm I trust I'm reading. It didn't say children try to obey, consider to obey. The Lord is very emphatic. Children, obey your parents. I don't like what the obey your parents. They hollered at me, obey your parents. Children, obey your parents. I cannot, I wish I could, I, I cannot get into the mind of some of the believers. Your child is not your friend. Your child is your responsibility. Now, if you have a, a deep sense of co connectivity, that's fine. But they are not, quote, your friend. Because in a crisis situation, if they're just your friend, they can say, I don't think so. I'm not going to. See? W with my family, with my, my, my children, my daughter was one of the roughest one of, of them. Uh, <laughs> she even, well, that's okay. Anyway, uh, years go on. And we maintain a relationship, whereas there are times we'll laugh and joke and all these other things. But if I said, no, there's no debate. There is no debate. Because when I say no, if they want me to explain why, I'll be glad to explain. But afterwards, understand this is a non-negotiable item. And all out of the ones that uh, bought into it, per se, what happens is, my daughter Deborah, who lives in Florida, all the things that she's feeding back to us and thanking us and respecting us on a high level. Perception affects reception. First, let your children know who you are and what your responsibilities are. Man, it's not based on, on uh, uh, how I feel and I think. Uh -uh -uh. Now they got it in, in the media about my truth. Oh, there's no truth. That's a, that's a lie concocted from hell. You say, well, why is that? Because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes into the Father but by me. You want identity? Get to know Christ more. And so as, as, as a man of the household... It's not based on feelings. It's based on your leadership. Yes, you should use feeling in it, but guess what? It says, children, obey your parents. Notice what it says, in the Lord, for this is right. Then it says, honor. The first thing you do, first you are to obey, and then your, uh, that's your response, and then how you uh, your attitude is honor your father and mother. This is the first command with promise. You know, the thing that has blessed my heart through 
I've watched this congregation age. I have a picture. I have a, I have a picture of uh, uh, when we were all uh, sitting on the floor and everything else. Took a, and, and and Brandon took the picture of, the, of CBF a family in that auditorium. I still have a picture of that. All the little ones and everything else. And I'm looking at the history, and I said, "Boy, wow, we're going a long ways." And um, and I th and I think about the whole idea that. Um, the children who honor their parents and those who do not. A lot of times as a pastor, I watch and I don't bring it over the pulpit. I don't point people out. I just make a mental note because God is still at work with that family. My heart is blessed, really. I, I, I moved. I watch closely and each one of you have dealt with your parents. I watched closely how the tailors have dealt with Pearl. Pearl the hugger. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a label, you know? But what happens when she needs the hug? Honor. Obey mom? Yeah. Honor. Notice it didn't say, honor your father. It says, honor your father or what? And mother. It says, why? This is the first command with promise. That it may, it may go well with you, just in case you need to know why. Because if it'll go well with you. If you don't, then it's the opposite. And that you may live long on the land. If not, you won't. It says, fathers... Do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. You see, that, that's, that's, why, that's why when you, you're raising sons, that they need to see you give good leadership. That's, that's so critical. It's so critical. Because it says the children, like everybody else, get angry. They have emotions. They have will, intellect. They have emotions. You know? Matter of fact, the Bible says to us, be ye angry, but sin not. Right? So, so anger is not the problem. It's the person that's causing the anger. And if you're in leadership as a father, if you're in leadership and your children are angry. And I watched some angry children. Angry children. And children were not automatically angry. You know, I understand they grow up and they're going through the adolescent stage. And all. I, I know that, and they go into this craziness stage once they hit, the, hit teens and, the, and a lot, a lot, a lot. All of that, I know that. Okay, you're talking to the choir. I know that. But when a person comes out and they are angry, then that same anger is passed on to the next generation. And so the Lord said, fathers, put it in check. Put it in check. Don't get your children when it comes down to the whole idea of anger. That it may be go well, fathers do not promote your, your children to anger, but bring them up. In other words, there's another way. See, the Lord doesn't say, don't do it and not give another way. He says, bring them up. 
in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. See if I can break this out into the outline. So let's, let's click the, uh, the, the next uh, thing there. The child must be taught the non-negotiable guide, uh, guidelines and boundaries that are ordained by God. There are no exceptions. God's plan for the family is that children will be taught to live a godly lifestyle that begins with the proper relationship with their, with their parents. Consider God's plan for the family. Did he not make them, Mal this Malachi 2, this is a lot of verses, but, but I'll just do this one. Uh, did, did he not make them one, and we talked about that whole one, with the portion of the spirit in their union? Okay. It's, 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 let's say it's Christ centered. And what was the one God's seeking? Godly offsprings. God was saying when a couple, some couple said, well, we're not going to have any children. Ah, let me get this straight. You know Jesus as your personal Savior. And you decided that you're not going to have any children because of your career. There's a monkey on the line somewhere. You know what you're doing? At this point, every child you have is a generation. And you affect generations. And so what the responsibility of, uh, of the male, of the father, is to understand that you are affecting another generation in that whole process. And that's God's plan. So guard yourselves in your spirit and let none of you be faithless to the wife of your youth. When you read that Matthew, uh, uh, Malachi uh, 2, and you go up a, a few of the verses there, you see a scene where it says, well, why are you weeping at the altar? And why are you crying that I'm not answering your prayers? I'll tell you why. You say, you've been treacherous toward your companion, your, your wife of the covenant. I say, do you understand what the covenant, this is not a contract. It's a covenant. A covenant is always to the death. It's not a contract. It's saying you weeping. Listen, your responsibility is to go back to, to the wife because here's the reason I want you all to go into a covenant. I'm looking beyond just you two. I'm looking at generations that will follow you because of your relationship. And they call godly offsprings. Now, we got a lot of offsprings going around here. Uh, a lot of things going on, but the Lord labeled godly offsprings. Um, when a person has godly offsprings and God-centered, that's when God can use that couple. Three things Paul mentioned on this subject. Obedience, honor, and reason. Obedience, they must be taught to obey the word of God, which has a has addressed the inevitable response of a child born with a sinful nature. Your, your child, your child was born crazy. At least that's what you, you, you uh, I'm, I'm just trying, I'm just trying, I'm just, I'm just, just telling you. Um, you give the child a baby bottle, that's why they start making plastic bottles. And you say, ouch, and the child is laughing. Because child don't know anything. I hear mama outside the head with a bottle. <laughs> the, ba the baby is just funny. It's funny to the baby, but it's not funny to you. And now you have to teach them. No, you don't hit mama with a bottle. <laughs> In the hood, you hit me with the bottle, I'm going to hit you back. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. 
And so you teach them to obey. You hear me or just say over and over again, obeying is a process. Everything you do is a process. Becoming holy and walking in the beauty of holiness of God is a process. And you find that in Philippians 1, 6, I think it is, that God is at work in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. God is at work in you. So teach them. They're learning all the time. And children will figure the parents out. If one is soft and the, and the, one, and the other one is, is, is hard, guess what? They know who to take out first. Honor, they must be taught to maintain a high respect for their father and mother. Reason, a favorable outcome is never an accident. It's the outcome of righteous living. You want a favorable outcome? Righteous living. We go on. Paul addressed the responsibility of the father and their children. Father, do not provoke your children to, to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Concerning the fathers, three, were, three things were um, important things must be remembered in practice. Avoid provoking your children to anger. This requires communicating with the right words, timing, and, re and expectations. Don't forget that your children are a gift. Even when they're grown, they're still a grown gift. <laughs> different functions and we had to teach them like the eagle there's a time you need to need the nest with ours as they got grown they were on their own turn in your keys you don't have keys to my house to get in and uh, into my refrigerator turn in your keys and let me know when you're coming over oh that's hard that okay but guess what we have peace in the racket household when we lock the door we know we're going to hear something, click, 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 click. I'm just going to the refrigerator. No, you're not. Not in my refrigerator. No, you didn't. You, there's a level of training. Oh, simplistic, yeah. But if the Lord would reveal to you that some of the things I've seen in families, inside the church, outside the church, the things that I've seen and heard, and when you get a divorce in a church, in a church family, as believers, understand the divorce is outside of the will of God, and it's by choice. Don't blame it on Satan. Don't blame it on um, uh, your mate. If you sign the report on, on divorce, you got it. Oh, and by the way, just a little minute before I go back. If you're going to get a divorce, it runs from $10,000 to $20,000 for a divorce. And for the men, when you retire, the person you divorce will get part of your income for the rest of their lives. So when you say, I do, you have done it. And so the Lord says, let, let's, not, let's, not, let's keep it all straight. He says, as a father, 
You have a responsibility to your children and to bring them up so that they have a high level of integrity that is not their truth, it's God's truth. And when they stay in God's truth, they are never experience any of those things. Any of those things. You hear the folks crying and weeping, but they will never experience that. Where does it start? It starts with the family. You remember, uh, Ephesians 4 start off with be imitators of God. Now it's working all the way down to family, getting down to the nitty gritty of what's going on. Um, so you teach them to develop, maintain a sense of dis discipline and teach them to know and love the word of God. Number two, and we're almost through. Ephesians 6, 5. Now this is shift from dealing with the fathers, and that's a whole new series within itself. It's, it's, it's shift from the fathers and the husband and wives and, and how we should walk with the Lord. Now it's talking about the believer in the workplace. Remember faith, family, finances. Now we get into the, the workplace. It says, now bond servants, now we can use today as uh, workers, uh, Co-workers, whatever the case may be, uh, employee, bond servants, obey your earthly masters with fear and trembling, with a sincere heart, as you would Christ. With fear and trembling, with a sincere heart, as you would Christ. Not that you are afraid of them. Why? Because God gave them the job. Okay. So I don't care all the things they say and how powerful they think they are. I have seen it with my own eyes. Mr. Sessler. And boy, <laughs> he got me so angry. And I, I, he got me one time and said, Don, Don, I'm going to give you a raise. I said, you going to give me a raise? Yeah, four cents. <laughs> and he started laughing and he, run, he started running up the stairs. And I was behind him. I... Uh, like Popeye, Popeye, I said, this is all I can stand, and I can stand no more. And while halfway up the stairs, and I was going two steps at a time, okay, as I was going up the stairs, the Lord laid in my heart, where are you going, preacher? I said, that, this is a letter. Every time I turn around, he's doing something that's insulting. Where are you going, preacher? Vengeance is mine. I will repay. And guess what? That same individual, things went bad. And it got so bad that during the time at the office, he was taking out the garbage while being put on hold. And my heart was broken. Here's the reason my heart was broken. Number one, in reading Proverbs, Proverbs says, now, when you see the Lord whipping somebody, don't you rejoice, or the Lord will stop whipping them, you see. So here's what you should do. Pray. And I prayed for him. I prayed for him. And I went to him and said, hey, look, let me help you take this. He said, no, no, no. Don't help me take this out. Don't help me take this out. I deserve it. He was later on moved to another part of the company. I don't know what happened to him. But you see, the thing was not what happened to him. It was what was happening to me. Get the picture. 
when you're in the workplace, it's not what they're doing. It's what's going on in you. Is your light still shining? We go to church, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Then get to the job, <laughs> the Lord said, what, what, what happened to the light? You know, um, it, it wasn't a candle, it, 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 was, it was fluorescent, you know. It, it was a LED. Why, how can you blow it out? Your light is not shining. And so it says, when you serve, serve as walking with the Lord, being in the Lord. There were several things Paul instructed the bondservant slaves to remember and do. Number one, obey. What did I just say? Do what you're told in a way that will always honor the Lord. When your employee tells you to do a certain thing, just do it. You know what the consequences was for, for a bondservant to do that? When he went against his, his uh, master, that affected his whole family. His whole family depended on him bringing home the living. And so he gets an attitude or he's going to steal from his, his um, employer. And then now the whole family is starving because of what he did. Or she, because we don't know what employees, okay. Uh, we go to the next thing. Uh, number two, avoid. What's the word? Avoid image managing. Serve with a high level of godly integrity. Even when they're not even looking at you. Be a person of high integrity. High integrity. Get the job done because it needs to be done. But don't stress yourself out in the process. It says, not by the way of eye service. This word eye service, I usually use the word image managing. You know, folks like to put on a good image as people pleasers. But the transition would have functioned. But as bond servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. Oh, did you get that word? First, he says, I'm speaking to bond servants. Then he says, no, you are a bond service servant to Christ in a spiritual realm. See, he says, then here are the things God expects of you at all times. And he said, from the heart. Number three, stay focused and maintain a godly attitude. Do what? And maintain a godly. Rendering service with a good will. As to the Lord. And not to man. When you serve God with a good will. Your, your, your attitude. Uh, uh, it, it really blesses the person that's, that's over you. Uh, and trust God's timeliness. God will, will do what needs to be done. In armed service I found this, this sergeant that was really hard. I mean he's a hard sergeant. But we were on KP kitchen duty. We were on KP uh, patrol. And, um, and uh, he would say this and he would say this. And I said, yes, Sergeant. Okay, Sergeant. He said, why are you so happy? I said, well, uh, you told me to do this, right? Yeah. I shouldn't get an attitude behind it. And the guy was just kind of scratching his head as to this dude should be upset. But you see, I wasn't working for him. I was working for the Lord with a good attitude. How's your attitude? How's your attitude? Knowing that whatever good one does, 
This he will receive back from the Lord, whether he's a bondservant or is free. Finish the process, and you'll be blessed in, as a result of it, and others will be blessed. Stay with the game. Do it with a, with a good attitude. You'll be blessed, and you'll be able to bless others. Or you'll be fired, you see. I'm just, you know, there's always two ways of doing this thing. Okay. Let's go to the next one. We're almost there. Masters, do the same to them and stop your threatening, knowing that he who is both their master and yours is in heaven, and that there is no partiality with them. says, Masters, I'm the one who gave you your, your, your position. And when you work with them, don't threaten them. Don't challenge their personhood. Don't put them down. Because when you put them down, understand, you still have to answer to me. God is with the whole process. I don't know what you're going through, what you're challenged with in the workplace. And sometimes it gets hard and frustrating. But God is there. Well, let's go on and then we'll just kind of wrap things up. There are several things Paul admonished the masters to keep in mind. Do, stop, remember, and remember. Do, follow the guidelines given to the uh, enslaved person. Stop, decide to stop being cruel to those under your authority. Remember, deliberately keep in mind the ultimate authority who is in charge, God. And remember that everyone is governed by the same principles without partiality. Remember that. If God give you a position of of of, uh, of leadership, remember that. If you are over, uh, you have a job, you're an entrepreneur. Remember, if you are a worker, then uh, you should work with the attitude of making your boss look good. Okay, it's so important. Okay, well, you've been very patient, and you know when you see one last thing, that means the preacher's getting ready to shut up. For us to improve our life walk in Christ. We have covered God's ordained plan for the family and relationship. Address your spiritual relationship with God and other brothers and sisters in the Lord. Chapter 5, we dealt with handle the structure and responsibility of the husband and wife. Number 6 is address the father and, and uh, children relationship as well as the work environment of the enslaved person or enslaver, or the employer and employee in our case. He says, here's what you do. And thinking it through, the last part of Ephesians 6, 10 to 14 reveals the in incredible spiritual battle between the physical and spiritual realms. Paul's letter gave specific insights and guidelines for the followers of Christ to be knowledgeable, discerning, focused, and prepared. And that's why to finish out Ephesians, this part of uh, this one we'll pick up at another time. But we'll be dealing with spiritual warfare that's around us all the time. Very intense. And we must be aware of that. Amen? So with that said, um, I would like to close on this note.
There are those of you under the sound of my voice. Some of this is just went over your head, you know. No, no, no. Okay, good. Jot it down because sooner or later you're going to run across it. In your own life, with others, whatever way it is, my prayer that God will use you. Lord, thank you for our time together. Thank you for the book of uh, Ephesians. As you made it very clear to the father, they have a fathers that have a tremendous responsibility, and the fathers had to answer back to you. For the employers, tremendous responsibility, and they have to answer back to you. We as a congregation, we have various responsibilities that we have in our hands. But we are under a mighty God who's working in and through us. And there are times we will mess up. But you said if we confess our sins, you're faithful and just to forgive our sins and, and deliver us from all, uh, and cleanse us from all uh, unrighteousness. And we believe that. I pray, Lord, for those under the sound of my voice. And Lord, those who probably listen to the uh, podcast, I pray that.